Family. Hi. What is up, everybody, on this beautiful Sunday here. night? Sunday. And look, we, we have to pause. Press we have to pause, pause for the cause. We have two pauses. Two pauses. Th this is the first pause. Okay. First, we want to pause and thank absolutely everybody mm -hmm. who is just telling us this series, this discernment series, yeah. is blessing my soul. Let me do it right. My soul, high pitch. <laughs> I'm learning, I'm growing, yes. and it is just... It's chiseling away at some things, right? Yeah. In my heart, you know, yeah. challenging my perspective, mm -hmm. um, and just making me better, right? Yeah. Just, as, a, as a Christian. Just taking off the layers All of, it. of what discernment truly is. Right. One, one of my sisters was like, listen, I never would have correlated gratitude with discernment. Yeah. And then another brother was like, that is so true. Yeah. Because all the times I feel like, man, I wish I had more. Why do I feel like everybody's doing better than me? Right. Why do I feel like if I had this opportunity, I'll be further down the line? Mm -hmm. And then I end up falling for counterfeit. So we, we're just so honored. Mm -hmm. We're so honored. And um, the second pause that I want to do on tonight, well, I guess what we want to do on tonight is you guys have been asking so many questions yeah. that we decided why not in this discernment series let's just answer some questions right. and entitle this this whole session this whole sermon uh how did you know how you know how'd you know bruh <laughs> you up here talking about all this stuff how'd you know how did you know yeah how did you have discernment when did you know you had discernment <laughs> that's important it's an important thing i think what's so vitally necessary with this particular topic of discernment mm -hmm. is that it's one of the foundations, I believe, of our faith. Like know, like being able to know the difference between what is God mm -hmm. and what is not God. Yeah, that yeah. Is knowing so, his voice. Yeah, knowing his voice, knowing mm -hmm. his leading, yeah. knowing, um, you know, just sensing uh, where 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 you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do. Like, I yeah. think that is, it's such a huge point that does not get addressed yeah. enough. Yeah. And it's, and you need it. Like you need discernment in your life. If, I mean, it, to the, if you're going to live it to the, you know, I think your Christian life to the best that you can, mm -hmm. you want to have discernment. You want to yeah. have the Holy Spirit speak to you. You yeah. want to have that, that assurance and that confidence that you know, okay, God, this is this is what you're doing, like, yeah. and and doing what it is necessary yeah. to it heighten your discernment. Yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, it's something that's low on the radar, but high on the I think on the pole for what we, we need. need you yeah. know, yeah, as believers, yeah, it's 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 just most of the times it's just mentioned as. Girl, you need to have discernment. Right, you need to pray. Or bro, you need to have discernment. Pray about that. But what does that actually look like? Mm -hmm. And what I was trying to articulate on Thursday was, we don't even recognize that this is a satanic attack mm. on our trusting ability. Wow, yeah. That that's, that's his goal. If I can get them to be so wounded, if I can get them to have a resume of wrong picks, if I can get them to have a resume of trauma, if I can get that to be the resume, we all know, just being honest and transparent, yeah. the more I'm deceived, the less I trust. The more I fall for counterfeits, mm -hmm. the more I'm cheated on, the more somebody takes the unfair advantage right. of me, 
the less I trust people. That's so true. And that, and that has bled over into our faith to where we don't trust God. Mm-hmm. We don't trust his cautionings. We don't yeah. trust his open doors. We don't right. trust closed doors. Right. We don't even trust God. And so what we want to do on tonight is we, you know, our hearts are big on serving. So mm-hmm. I don't want to just each and every week crack open the text and just deliver a word. And there's so many questions that are repetitive. There's right. similar questions mm-hmm. that are going um, unanswered. So that is what we want to do on tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you for everybody coming in the room. Uh, we, we see y'all. Thank you for everybody coming in the room. Let us know if this is your first time, second yes. time, third time. The whole series. The whole series. This series and the last series. Yes. You know. We're about to get in this word yes. on tonight. We in here. So um, the first question um, that was asked so many times is, how do you know your assignment? Mm. How do you know your assignment? We're hearing, yes, we're hearing, you know, purpose is a fixer and purpose fixes problems and all of that. But how do you truly know know? your assignment? And so we want to give you a biblical answer. And then we want to also give you a practical um, example as well. Mm -hmm. First, um, Matthew chapter 1. This is not just dedicated to Christmas. I don't know why we only read this passage around Christmas time, but I really want you to take heed to this. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make a public example. That's a whole word. We're going to revisit that in Cupping Season 2.0. <laughs> not wanting to make her a public example was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, pause right there. Anytime there is that uneasiness, we just learned it. What I need to do is, God, I'm having this feeling. Right. I'm thinking like, you know, she says she's pregnant. And I never met a woman that says she's pregnant by the Holy Ghost. Right. I'm probably going to put her away without making a public right. spectacle. Right. Wow. I'm telling you, in cuffing season, y'all ain't going to like us because kingdom men don't embarrass you. King, all right. We just Let me keep reading. We're not even talking about that right now. All right. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Amen. Saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until he had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. So the Mm. first thing I want us to understand is a lot of us are asking God for directions for what's next, but we don't even know the director. Mm -hmm. What's next? Is this it? Is this your what? We don't even know the director. Don't even know him. But I want directions. I want directions and I want blessings. I want directions. I want blessings. I want revelation, but I don't have a relationship with With the director. 
Okay. So the first thing when it comes to knowing your assignment, mm-hmm. I have to know my author. Amen. That's good stuff. If I'm going to ask God what is in my chapter nine, yeah. I have to know my author. Right. When I'm intimate with the author, he reveals to me what choices will be deleterious if you try to take this mm-hmm. with you to the next chapter. Yeah. I know right now y'all are cool. Y'all are cool in chapter five, but this going to be toxic in chapter seven. Mm. But I won't know that if I don't have a relationship with the director. The second biblical point I want to point out to you comes from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4. It says, then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lay down. So he went and laid down. So this is the middle of the night, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me? My son, Eli said, I did not call you. And I stopped coming in here waking me up. Go back (laughs) and lie down. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Or in other words, Samuel did not yet know the Lord's voice. voice. Right. Okay. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Mm. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. Mm -hmm. Then Eli, watch this, watch this. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. Mm -hmm. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. So if I want to know my assignment, number one, I have to know my director. And number two, I have to hang around people who know the Lord's voice. That's good stuff. Are y'all seeing this? Super good. I don't know the Lord yet. I don't know the cautionings of the Lord yet. I don't know red flags from the Lord yet. I don't know what open doors looks like from the Lord yet. I don't know what the peace of God looks like. All I know is my peace. If I have peace with it, I'm doing it. But I need pastors, friends, spiritual leaders, a community of people Mm -hmm. that can help you identify when that happened, that that, that wasn't a coincidence. That that was the Lord. You can't be spirit led and also following zodiac signs. That's good. And can I say this, um, you know, if you were watching right now, whether this is your very first time Mm -hmm. watching or you've been watching, the Holy Spirit draws us. And so first of all, start thanking God right now that the Holy Spirit, if you're watching this, the Holy Spirit is drawing you. Okay. To even watch this. To even watch this. And so that is a beckoning even now, like saying, okay, this is something that I want you to 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 go into to walk into getting close to me so that you can be in a position to hear what i have to say to you whether it is through a minister's mouth or you know god does you know there is sometimes an audible voice or he does speak in his word like we said in the other sermons you know he's always speaking through through his word or or i mean you can look around you like the 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 earth you know uh his nature speaks i mean you can get revelation and the holy spirit will speak to you in so many different ways but just be thankful right now that the spirit is drawing you and the spirit is speaking to you now so if if the spirit is speaking to you now through us listen yeah you you have to have relationship with him Mm -hmm. god is 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 wanting 
to have a deeper and a closer relationship with you so that he can talk to you so good so that he can share with you so that so that he can guide you i mean and he's he wants to do amazing things he wants to give you that discernment he wants to give you that insight and that revelation Mm. but he wants to have a relationship with you and so even when you think about these stories um it says that that um joseph it says he was a just man Mm. right so the lord saw that this man was just and so he he was able to speak with him seeing the position yeah. of, of, of his life and, and his heart, right? Yeah. And and the same thing with Samuel, right? Like his mm-hmm. mother, didn't his mother mm-hmm. commit him? Yeah. Because, you know, he was kind of like a, a, a miracle baby for her. Yeah. And so she said she, she was giving Samuel back and mm-hmm. he was raised in the temple. Yeah. And so um, these people have were committing their lives to God. And so... God was able to speak to them in those moments. Now, even when we look at at the Apostle Paul, at first he was not a just man. He yeah. was persecuting the, the church, yeah. but Jesus still spoke to him. Yeah. So praise God for the Holy Spirit, right? And yeah. then he was converted. So, yeah. if, so right now, if you're watching yeah. and you're like, you know, I've never heard this before. Jesus is calling you. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. He wants to convert your heart. He wants to transform your life so that he can show you the right path and show you what to do. Yeah. And this is something that, that, that is so, so vital and necessary for your growth in life. This is what you want for your life. You want God to, you want to know God and you want him to be speaking to you so you can be and do exactly what he wants you to do on this earth yeah so good so good you know? and, and and what i really really get um from the eli passage is i need to have people in my life that could train me yeah, yeah. listen listen yeah. Mm-hmm. not just company mm-hmm. not just somebody you laugh with not just recreation but a trainer eli was training samuel how to be able to discern the Lord's voice. That's so good. I need spiritual spotters that can help me lift stuff I don't know how to lift. Mm -hmm. I need people in my life to help train me. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes training is going to get on your nerves. Mm -hmm. What we call it from a theological perspective is discipleship. That's good. So if if I want to be able to discern, I have to submit to discipleship. Yeah. And I think the dangerous thing is when we have ministries and churches that are just giving you sermons, but they're not giving you discipleship. Right. Because discipleship is how we see Samuel was able to identify the Lord's mm-hmm. voice. The second question that somebody asked is, um, did the church break up? Because Tanisha mentioned before I came into her life, she had a church breakup. Did the church breakup, our exes, contribute to anxiety once we met? That's a good question. Did it contribute to anxiety, anxiety. for me? So like, yeah, was it like due to a church breakup? Now here comes this younger guy also in church. Um, did that contribute to you have any anxiety with me? Like how, how were you able, was were you like healed enough? Was it a trigger or something? Yeah, were you healed enough to where you didn't allow an ex feeling or an ex-pain or an ex-trigger, uh, as you said, caused you to kind of be in a fog when it comes to discerning me? Well, I was in a, I mean, I even though I uh, 
that was a very painful place for me. I, mm-hmm. I stayed, I stayed in church and I stayed, I, I drew closer and closer to God yeah. in that, in that moment. Uh, and so I wouldn't say necessarily I had, I had anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, I was probably cautious. Yeah. You know, I was, <laughs> I was, um, I was guarded mm-hmm. because I did not want to be deceived again. And I mm-hmm. did not want to be, I didn't want to make the wrong decision. And so I was in a place of really like, okay, God, I'm about to blast her. I need to, I need to know that this is you. Like, I, I really need to know I'm not going to make a, a step towards uh, pursuing this relationship any further unless I get some confirmation, unless yeah. I, I am secure and, and, I, and you are giving me this unction, right, yeah. to move forward. <laughs> so I wouldn't say I had anxiety. I just was like, God, I need to know, Lord. Because, I mean, I wanted a godly man. You mm-hmm. know, I wanted a godly husband. So I wasn't like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I had... I, I was dis- I had been discouraged because my heart was broken. Yeah. But um, I I mean I I have I have I was fortunate enough to know other godly men in my life. Yeah. God had surrounded me with um, good godly married couples, and so I knew that they were out there. Mm. I just hadn't. <laughs> God hadn't sent one to me yet. And I was like, well, God is she not look coming. Look, so look. but I knew it existed. It was just, you know, discouraging. Hold up. She she up here being very eloquent. When what? we first met, when we first met, she told me, find you some girl down in Houston. This ain't what you want. Where did all that, that come from? That was an anxiety though. Uh, I didn't that, say it was anxiety. I told you I was I was guarded. There you go. I strip was guarded. Strip, let's <laughs> really? strip. We want to be nude. I'm being honest. I was not. I said I was cautious. Remember, that's what I said. That's I was, what cautious. Looks I like. was cautious and I was guarded, mainly because okay, he had a very oh, awesome. I felt I felt like he was a bit wet behind the ears, mm-hmm. right? I felt like he had not experienced a whole lot of life yet. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been through a lot in my personal life, you know, from from childhood on up. And yeah. it sounded like when when he told me about his life, I'm like, oh, you, you're not ready for me, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, this, this, I, may, I may be a little too much woman for you. And I mean, I'm just being honest because he was 24 mm-hmm. at the time I met him. I think yeah. he had just turned 24. Mm-hmm. And I was 28. Yeah. So, I mean, it may seem like not that much, but at that point I had lived a little bit longer than him. Four years. And Well, and then, like I said, he had a very wonderful upbringing, right, mm-hmm. with both of his parents. And, uh, you know, it just seemed to like, okay, like, I don't know if all of what I went through in life, I don't know if you um, have lived enough or are mature enough to handle mm-hmm. everything that I come with, mm-hmm. right? I had a lot of... Um, scars and trauma and and hurt and I'm like I felt like you were just kind of like you know gonna be a pastor I'm, you know you pastor and I love Jesus you know I'm like you I don't know if you can handle this sir so that's why I was a little bit more like ah uh, I don't you're not ready you're, you're not ready you're sweet you're cute you're not ready though so I but I wouldn't call that anxiety I would call that like I just I don't know if you are ready to deal with my stuff. Hmm. And um, but he was he was very very persistent. Yeah. 
And then he told me, just give me a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so how'd you get over it? How did you get over all of that? I, I had to, I mean, I had to slowly let my guard down. I kept praying. I was like, okay, God, I can't do this again. Like, I can't get involved with somebody that's not, if it's not your will. And so I did, I really did pray a lot, guys. And I sought mm-hmm. counsel. Um, I fasted and everything. I mean, we've said this in multiple videos. Yeah. Um, I fasted. Um, I told him to stop calling me because yeah. I just wanted to. I just wanted to to know. I wanted God to show me. Yeah. I didn't want to make another decision on my own, and so I needed that assurance and that confidence that this was the the man that God had for me, so we can do life with for for His glory. I mean, so like I said. I, it was not anxiety. I, I feel like it was residue, mm-hmm. you know, like just hurt from the past. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, you know, I want to make sure, you know, I'm not I'm not going to get into anything else unless I know this is God's will, unless he's giving me that confidence and assurance, like I said. So yeah. that that's, you know, because like I said, I wanted to be in a godly relationship. I mm-hmm. never not wanted to be in a godly relationship. I just, you know, made bad choices. But I, yeah. I always actually desire to be in a godly relationship from yeah for for all of my adult life i know that for sure it just yeah. you know i i want to say two things uh, to that before we move on to the next question first thing is when you finally collide with god's will it will make so much sense yeah totally. why everything else didn't work totally now totally now <laughs> it really it's so now, true. In the moment, you won't be thinking that because like, you're, you're dealing with all of this. Yeah. And, but I promise you, listen, right. yeah. this this is not even just relational. No, just just period. Like when you collide with the will of God, oh my gosh. it will finally make sense why, why everything else didn't work, yep. why they didn't hire you, yeah. why that door didn't open, right. why you didn't get to connect with them, right. why that relationship didn't work yeah, out, why you didn't get that opportunity. Didn't out. Yeah, it's it's. So, man, now, so true. Now, here's the part that's probably going to mess some of us up. I think we just have to understand our selection is not God's alteration. Mm-hmm. Say that one more time. Our selection is not God's alteration, meaning just because you select it does not mean God is going to alter his will. And I think a lot of us believe because we select it, we want God to bless it because we want it because it's our desire. Mm. And I broke that down so many times, but I want us to really understand that God's will is God's will. Mm. And it was his will before you ever got that offer. That's good. Before you ever got that opportunity. Before you ever met that person. Mm-hmm. And God would not make alterations on his will due to your selection. So what you want to do is when you fully understand that my selection is not God's alteration, Mm -hmm. you want to start selecting what God has already selected so that you'll stop trying to alter. (laughs) So that you'll stop trying to alter things in your life because I want God to bless this. No, God, what did you select? Yeah. I've been saying that all throughout this discernment series. What did you select? What did you select? Because if we look back on our resume, a lot of times we're selecting something and we want God to make alterations. 
Oh, just one thing. Just, just, just fix that part, Jesus. <laughs> I, I want this. I know this isn't right, but yeah. just, just you know, just do your thing, God. I know yeah. that you can fix this up because you know, for 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 my good. Yeah. Right. So understand that our selection is not God's alteration. Mm. And the second thing, woo, second thing is it's not kingdom to serial date. Oh yeah. Are y'all ready? God is not. What do you think about this one? What about this one? Break their heart. Then what about this one? Yeah. What about this one? Yeah. Have chemistry with this one, but uh, do you like that one? Mm-hmm. Not. And there's okay. a lot of different theories. There's a few theories out there about mm. this this topic. Like just going, you know, it's mm. okay to just just you know, I I, I yeah. disagree. I mean, yeah. I think that as a as a woman of God or a man of God, we have people that are in the body that you can get to know, and we yeah. we did we we've done webisodes and series on godly friendship and i think yeah. that is what needs to be talked yeah. about more like mm -hmm. becoming friends with an individual yeah. and not go not making it so serious so quickly because we have all of these reasons to hurry up and get into a yeah. relationship yeah. you know so i think the concept of getting to know a lot of people is good because we're the body of Christ, right? Yeah. And you can get to know brothers and get to know sisters, but you don't automatically have to make it serious yeah. and, and make it exclusive, right? Yeah. If you're getting to know a brother or a sister mm -hmm. and you like their character, mm -hmm. you can get to know them as a friend. That right. doesn't automatically mean jump into a relationship. Right. And that's not serial dating. That is like, I'm getting to know this person that is right. in the body along with me. Yeah. And so I, I think that's yeah. just not talked about, yeah. you know, but when you're like, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm dating this person. Well, now I'm dating this person, yeah. and now I'm dating this person. No, I, yeah. I don't believe that. That I don't believe that people of God should do that. No, I yeah. think that you you can get to know whoever yeah. you want to, yeah. you know, to see if you you have like-minded friends. You know, yeah, if you're friends, like like-minded, yeah. you're if, to see if you're like-minded, yeah. right? If you haven't, go check out That's Not What Friends Do. Right. And I break down how you have friends, you mm -hmm. have assignments. Right. You like you really want to understand that because the reason I wanted to bring to the forefront that um it's not kingdom to serial date. Is because God is not like, okay, what do you think about this one so right. I can make alterations on my will to see if this complements what you want? Right. What about this one's where I can see if this complements your desires and your preferences where I can make all the alterations that you want? Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting. I'm sending all of these things your way to see which one you select yeah. so I can make alterations. God already has a will for you. Mm -hmm. God has a will for you. And once you discover his will, yeah. then you will start to be attracted to things that complement his will, will for your life. Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So uh, I know that probably like spawned a whole bunch of stuff. I know. We'll, Relationship talk. October right? <laughs> cuffing season 2.0 is coming. Um, this question I think is really, really good. Um, the third question is, if God is not the author of confusion, why did he let the weeds grow with the wheat? Ooh. This is an excellent question. Yeah, it is. Because each and every week in this series, I've been saying, okay, the enemy's planting weeds. The enemy's planting weeds. Mm -hmm. And in the text, in the text, when they come to the master, as Jesus is giving this parable, they say, didn't you plant good seeds? Then, then where did these weeds What's come from? Guy? What's going on? Then Jesus reveals to us that the master says, the enemy did this. And they're like, okay, we're going to go plug it up. He's like, no, let them grow together. And I think that's the part that we're like, I, I just don't understand. It's almost like God is setting me up. Yeah. <laughs> setting me up. If you know the enemy is planting weeds, 
Just stop. Pluck just, them don't, out. just don't let them. Just don't let them plant it. <laughs> right, guys. So, so I, I want to. Um, when I saw this question, uh, I was like, I really want to try to break this down where we can understand it. Yeah. First, you one. have to understand that the enemy is the sower of confusion. God didn't set you up at all. Right. The enemy, this goes back to the this goes back to the Garden of Eden. Yeah. It wasn't God setting them up. It was the enemy mm -hmm. who came to try to influence Adam and Eve mm -hmm. to go against God. Mm -hmm. So the enemy is always the one that brings forth confusion. Yeah. He did it with Eve. You yeah. won't surely die. What is right. that confusing the girl? Right. Right. God told you you're going to surely die. He's saying you're not. Right. He's always going to bring forth confusion. So we want to make sure that we understand this was not God. Right. This was not God trying to confuse you. And we're like, let me see which one they pick. Let me see if they can find out which one's the weak, which right. one's the weak. He's not trying to confuse you, but the enemy is. The whole purpose of confusing you is to lead you astray. Right. He wants to lead you astray because we learn that weeds and wheat look exactly like until until the weeds mature. Mm -hmm. So, now that we understand all of that, it's not that the it's not that God set us up to deceive us. Right. It's that we can't wait. Right. Okay? How we get confused is because we didn't allow the process. We didn't embrace the God gap. Right. We didn't embrace the process mm -hmm. to allow the weeds to grow to such a degree mm -hmm. where we could discern, oh, that is weeds. Yes. That's not wheat. Mm -hmm. What made it confusing is we just assumed because usually we're in a rush. Yes. This is God. Right. This is God. But God's not setting you up because really he's helping you. Yeah. He's really helping you. Mm -hmm. He's showing like, if they just trust my timing. Yes. If they just trust my wisdom mm -hmm. in due season, you're going to see that that right. was weeds. Right. It just takes enough. It just takes enough storms, mm -hmm. enough rain to allow that thing to grow because fakery can only last for a while. Fakery. <laughs> the real you is going to make its debut. Right. And so I want us to kind of change that perspective. It's not that God is setting us up to be confused. It's the enemy is trying to confuse you by doing wicked things in the same area God is doing wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Same season, counterfeits and God sense, same season, same time, same soil. Mm. The reason we got confused is we didn't wait for it to grow. And we also, can I say that God also desires obedience yes. from us. Like yeah. that's a big thing, and I mean, if you go back to Adam and Eve in the garden, it was mm -hmm. he he wanted them to be obedient to the word that he had already given them yeah. to do, and so I think with us, God has given us instructions in 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 His word, and we yeah. have to be obedient to that. And yeah. most of the time, yeah. we don't want to be obedient to it. Yeah. And so that causes confusion mm -hmm. and that causes the enemy come in the enemy to come in when we are yeah. not obedient to his word. Yeah. That's that's what like that I mean the enemy's going to be there. He's going to try and tempt, he's yeah. going to try to lead us astray, he's going to try and and confuse us. Yeah. But if we stay faithful to the word of God yeah. and we stay faithful to what God told us, just like yeah. Adam and Eve, if they would have stayed faithful to what God told them to do like no God said not to do this. Yeah. Right. Then there's no confusion. There's you know, there's no like, oh, well, 
What am I yeah. supposed to do? Well, how am I supposed to tell her? Yeah. The, listen, the enemy's going to come there. Okay, let me let me go back to this word that God spoke. Yeah. Let me let me go through the let me go through this. Let me be obedient to that. Yeah. And then as, as if I stay faithful yeah. and obedient to that word, then eventually yeah. I, I'm gonna it's gonna be revealed to me exactly yeah. what what what's going on, what's truth, what's the enemy, what's not, right? Or mm-hmm. you know, and and then you won't be deceived, yeah. you know, or you won't be confused or questioning what's going on or why why this God or what yeah. you won't just be obedient. To the word, God wants us to be obedient, and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with—just being yeah. simply obedient to to the word of God. Simply yeah. obedient. God knows what's right. He always knows what's best. We just yeah. need to be obedient and listen to what the word tells us, and be faithful to that. Yeah. So, whenever God places you in the hallway, the enemy will begin to open doors mm-hmm. to try to hurry up and get you out the hallway. But if you could trust in the fact that God put you in the hallway. Don't open the door until he points out the door. Right. Because sometimes it's not a closed door. It's a door either set on a timer mm-hmm. or a motion-activated door. <laughs> this door is going to open at a certain time. Yeah. Or once you do something, the door is going to open. Mm. Once you write that novel, then the door is going to open. Wow. Once you start doing that podcast, then the door is going to open. Whenever God places you in the hallway, the enemy will always start to open doors. The second thing I want you to recognize um, is that if God would have controlled us, if God would, oh, I'm going to just pluck up the weeds. Oh, I'm just not going to put a, a, a tree of good and evil in the garden. Mm-hmm. It never would have allowed us to make our own choices. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. Which anything that does not allow us to make our own choices is control. Mm-hmm. And, and God wants us to exercise our free will for his glory. Right. Same question somebody asked me when I was a student pastor. Why would God have a tree of good and evil? Yeah. It's because when you could do evil, but you choose good, that shows me that you love me. Right. That shows me that you love me. So it's not that God was setting us up. It's that we live in the rush. We live in the rush. We live in haste. And we live in our preferences. Right. And so that caused us to make decisions in haste instead of embracing the God gap, which would have revealed the enemy planted this. So the next question, also a good question. Somebody said, you said God drops next level in front of you for the purpose of taking notes. How do you do that without feeling insecure or comparing? So good. So in the message, I was like, listen, the way God levels us up is he puts next level in front of us. For us to take notes, not for us to take offense. And we were looking at the story of uh, Jairus when the woman with the issue of blood came behind. Jesus touched the hem of his garment, got mm-hmm. healed. And then while this whole conversation is going on with this woman, mm-hmm. um, people from Jairus' house are like, hey, your daughter's dead. Why bother teaching anymore? Right. And I wanted you to see that the same miracle that Jesus just did for this woman, he was about to do for Jairus. So whenever God gets ready to do something in your life, Mm-hmm. Or if God does something in somebody else's life, he could also do it for you too. Not for you to get jealous, not for you to get jealous, mm-hmm. but for you to take notes. Yeah. I think the way that you battle insecurity is by being secure in you, yes. your God, yeah. your lane. Yes. Okay? Yes. I have to be secure in my God. That's true. My gifting, mm-hmm. my lane. So when I see other churches or ministries speaking about me, mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever feel jealous about any other ministry because, first of all, we're all on the same team. Same team. 
So I'm secure that the same thing that if it's God's will for my life, he could do it for them. He could do it for me. Right. But I know my lane. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so certain things I don't even want. I'm not insecure about how you're doing your lane. Nobody can be Jerry the way that Jerry can be Jerry. Absolutely. And nobody can be Tanisha the way that Tanisha can be Tanisha. And nobody can be you. Exactly. The way that you could be you. Go right. ahead. I think it's just that we, we cannot put other vessels on pedestals. Yeah. We're all dirt pots. Talk, girl. We're all clay. Dirt like pots. We're all pots of <laughs> dirt, right? And your pot of dirt isn't any better or worse than another pot of dirt. God is using every single vessel just in different ways. And I think when you learn to just be okay and love your pot of dirt, then you're not, you don't have an issue with somebody else. Like none of us are for ourselves. Even even somebody that you may look at, you're like, oh, wow, they're so gifted or they're so talented or they're so this or they're so that. They're just a pot of dirt. And everything. No, seriously. And this is not diminishing who they are. Yeah. Cause I'm a pot of dirt. Yeah. Right. Because everything that they are for God's glory. Yeah. It's they're everything that they have and what they are doing. It's not for them, and it's not about them. Yeah. It's for God's glory. Yeah. Everything that I do, we do. It's it has nothing to do with us. It's for God's glory. We're all here for God's glory. Yeah. And I think when you realize that. You will be you'll be secure like, hey, God made me to do his glory in this way. And God made that person to do his glory that way. Yeah. But we all doing God's glory. Yeah. And, and just I said this in another sermon, fall in love with who you are and, what, you know, love yourself, mm. love yourself. And I remember uh, I, I got some advice from a cousin of mine when I went off to college. Because trust me, I've, I've definitely struggled with insecurities and, and comparison and low self-esteem for, you know, I, I, I dealt with it for years, years from childhood on up to adulthood. Yeah. I mean, struggled with, you know, not feeling good enough or uh, not, not being, you know, the best at or, you know, seeing other people and putting them on a pedestal. Yeah. And um, one thing that he told me. Uh, before I went to college, because I was nervous, I'm like, you know, what if, what if, you know, people don't like me? I'm here, you know, I'm this 18 year old kid, or what if I don't find the right lane to get in, or what if, you know, what, what if I'm just not, you know, who I need to be? And he's like, listen, get around people that you see that are good at what you want to do, and learn yeah. from them. Yeah, I will never forget that. He was like, learn from them. Don't be jealous of them because they were once where you are. Nobody comes to this earth and they've arrived. I mean, everybody has a growth process that they go to. Everybody has to, you know, get to a next level. And so if you see somebody, don't like, okay, I like, okay, I like how she, you know, let's, let's just use something random. Maybe somebody has like a, a, a. I don't know, a, de- a business where they, you know, event, uh, an event planning business, right? And you're yeah. like, man, I love how this person puts stuff together and I have yeah. a knack for that, but I, you know, I don't really know how to do that. Get to this person. Like, hey, yeah. how did you do that? Don't be yeah. jealous of them. Don't yeah. be like, man, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I have that idea? Yeah. Listen, get close to this person and learn from them, you know, and, and don't be jealous. Let me say one thing too. And if you attempt to learn from them and they won't teach you, they don't matter to your destiny. Right. Okay. That part. God only gives you favor with people who matter. Exactly. Go ahead. I just but, wanted to say. But that. no, that's that's good. But I mean, don't be jealous of that person. Learn from that person. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same team. You know, love who you are. Love what God put in you. 
you are not better than anybody else and and they are not better than you. Mm. Just remember that every we are here solely for his glory. Yeah. Period. Yeah. None yeah. of this all the gifts, all the talents, every ability that we have is for him. I'm, I mean, I and I had to learn that for myself. Yeah. I had to learn not to compare myself to others, like mm. not, you know, compare my singing voice to somebody else. Like that was very difficult, me, you know, and this is very vulnerable for me right now, too. Yeah. I mean, that was difficult for me for a long time because I yeah. was surrounded in college by so, so many amazing musicians yeah. and so many amazing singers. And I just felt like I was just low on the totem pole, right? I just felt yeah. like I wasn't as good as, or I wasn't, you know, as gifted as. Yeah. And, you know, through, throughout my life and my adulthood, God just had to perfect in me. And, I, you know, to be confident and listen, this is, I, I, I didn't give you that gift. I gave you your gift and their gift isn't better than yours and your gift yeah. isn't better than theirs. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different. And, and value and appreciate what I, what I gave you. What I gave you is enough. Mm -hmm. What I gave you is enough. The measure that I gave you is enough. And I think that's what we have to understand. The measure that God gave you is enough. And what he is given in, you know, what he's given to you, you build that. You work that. Work it to the best of your capabilities. Yeah. And and I, I did get training from other people. I did see people that were stronger in areas. And I got close to them and I allowed them to teach me and not be intimidated by them or not be jealous by them. Like, okay, you are stronger in this area than me. Let me get next to you and allow you to teach me. Yeah. And and that's how you grow. Mm. When, you, when you understand the measure that God gave you is enough. God gave you the exact measure that you were supposed to have. Yeah. And, and then and God will show you and you will discern mm. how you're supposed to use it. You know, if yeah. you draw closer to him. And yeah. that's 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 another part of discernment. Yeah. Comparison is the mother of infertility. Mm. It'll keep you from giving birth. You okay. have to view your gift as an instrument in a symphony. Mm. Okay? There are woodwinds, there's brass, there's percussion, right. we have flutes, strings. saxophones, strings, we have mm -hmm. trumpets, yeah. we have trombones, yeah. we have all of these different instruments. Yeah. One flute player cannot look at somebody who's playing the saxophone and say, man, they're so much better than me. Right. I need your note. Right. And you playing your note That's is good. what makes the melody. Brings it all so, together. So view it that way. View whatever gift I have, whatever gift I have is just a note in the symphony, mm. right? Just a note in um, Somebody asked, how could you discern Jerry was different? I think we kind of already dealt with that. Um, unless you want to touch it, but I think I already dealt with that. How did I discern that you were different? Yeah. I mean, if I say it um, just in a nutshell, you did what you, you, did what you said you were going to do, and you had integrity. Mm. You had integrity. You were true to what, you know, I saw the fruit. And what he was doing in his life and in his ministry, it wasn't just it wasn't just talk. It talk. Was, it wasn't just um, you know. I like this question. <laughs> um, it wasn't just like he talked a good game, but he didn't. You know, he really didn't walk walk it out. Like I could see the evidence of his life that he really loved God yeah. with his whole heart, and he really wanted to make a difference for the kingdom of God. So I saw that's what I saw in him that was different. It wasn't. It was, it was, you know, the anointing. It was, it was uh, the spirit of God on the inside of him. 
that just was, you know, permeated on the outside. She's so (laughs) churchy. But no, honestly, he was, um, that's what separated him from, from other men that I had known. It was, it was evident that he loved God and it was evident that he was doing this thing for, for God's glory. It was fruit. Like I said, it made me cry. It was fruit. That's what made me fall in love. (laughs) I think that's a, for everybody, yeah. what makes something different? Fruit. Um, last question, um, similar uh, to what we've been talking about on tonight and all throughout the series, but I tried to highlight some of the most popular questions. Uh, somebody said, how do I get confirmation? Oh, there when we it just, is. When we just spoke about uh, last Sunday, God, is this you? When you're asking for confirmation, you're asking God, is this you? Yeah. Confirmation means authorization. Yeah. So what you're saying is, God, is this an area in my life that you have given me authority in? Here's the part that, that trips a lot of people up. God, God speaks fluently in faith. Mm. So a lot of times confirmation is given in the go. And even if you're about to go the wrong way, he's going to tell you, no, this ain't it. You're going to feel that what we just talked about, that uneasiness, something ain't right. Mm. That's him giving you confirmation. This isn't me. But many people never get confirmation because they never go. Wow. They never start it, write it, produce it, publish it, record it. it, upload it. They never do it. Yeah. And since they never do it, they never get the confirmation. Wow. Once again, I repeat though, if you're going down a path that is not God's will, he will give you that uneasiness. Remember that distress we talked about? Uneasiness, unsettling. Mm-hmm. That's him telling you, I didn't choose this route for you. Yeah. So uh, we just want to try to answer some questions on tonight. We love you guys so, so much. And it is an honor to serve you. And y'all be ready Thursday in person or online. I already know what I'm talking about. It's called Mr. Batender. Woo! Y'all ready? Have y'all ever thought about how cold Judas was? Judas was so cold, nobody ever thought it was him. Mr. Batender, we're going to deal with that on Thursday night. Mr. um, Batender. Until then, we love you guys so much. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful night.